You are listening to Manifesting the Mind of Christ with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Network. Manifesting the Mind of Christ with Apostle Dwayne is a once-weekly broadcast that explores the amazing opportunity offered by God to have and walk in the miraculous mind of Christ. Black America, I believe that you can have it all. Financial success, community stability, an enjoyable life, and more than enough money in the bank if you know biblical success principles and tactics based on truth. Welcome to Manifesting the Mind of Christ with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Podcast Network. My name is Apostle Dwayne Hughes. Regardless of your talent and abilities, no one can achieve in life without healthy thoughts and emotions. What if you could develop the ability to think like the greatest person in history? How confident would you be about life? Join me as I reveal time-tested information from the Bible to help you transform your mind and life into the image of Christ. Let's begin. Hey, it's Pastor Dwayne. Welcome to Manifesting the Mind of Christ. Welcome to Manifesting the Mind of Christ. It's one of my favorite shows I do realize. All my shows are my favorites, but this is one of my favorite favorites. Um, and so, the you know, first thing I wanted to say, uh, good morning. Uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, and, and whoever's tuning into this broadcast, on the live broadcast, uh, welcome. I know you could have been anywhere else doing anything else. Um, and, you know, um, and, you know, of course, these messages, these are not just, these aren't for me. I'm doing them, but, but you know, I have the information. I'm, I'm sharing it with you, what God is telling me to say. And, uh, again, welcome to the show. <clears throat> So on this show, with Just Truth, with um, the whole Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne, these are, this is power from God. You need truth. Everything based on truth. If it's fake, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta address it, and whatnot. But then, with that truth, with the truth, uh, um, there's power. There's power in the truth. You know, the truth is, it's amazing. And 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 He, Jesus, is the truth. Okay, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Okay, and so one of the things that he has done is made available to us the ability to be like him. Now, this is not just something that we're that we can choose to do, but we're actually supposed to. We're actually supposed to want to be like Jesus. Okay. We're supposed to want to be like Jesus. And, and he, out of his, you know, out of his knowing what to do because he's God, he had so many different things that he did that no one knew a man could do. Okay. And outside of God, you can't do the things that he did, but, but there's so many things that are given to us to be able to do as believers in Christ who are indwelled by the Holy Spirit, you know, there's so much that you can do if you have the mind of Christ. And so what I mean by that is imagine if you have a car and you got, let's say, a, a Plymouth van and there's the base model of the van 
and then there's the top model of the van. Now, one thing that you'll notice in the base model is that there aren't a lot of switches and buttons. There's a placeholder for where that switch or button or feature could be, but it's something is missing. And so because that thing is missing, you can't, you don't have that feature. You're driving around a base version of it. But then you got the one that's the top of the line, it's fully loaded. It's got everything that the manufacturer could put in it. And so this one has way more features and there's just a lot more that it can do that the other one doesn't have the capability of doing because there's there's things that are missing. Okay. Well, so when you think about uh, uh, Christ, when you think about uh, Yeshua, Jesus, when he was walking in the flesh, he had all these buttons. He had a walk on water button. He had a, you know, cast out demon buttons. He had a speak and someone gets healed button. He had a, you know, deliver a word button. He had a, you know, uh, a, you know, you know, pass through a crowd of people trying to lay hands on him, a grab him button. I mean, he had all kinds of things that he could do. He had a rebuke the devil button. He had a, you know, call on the angels button. He had a, my clothes, show my clothes, make my clothes look like lightning button. I mean, he had all kinds of things that he could do. He had to call somebody uh, out of, out of the grave button. You know, he had all these different things that he could do that no one else could. He had a, I can hear directly from God button, directly from the father. He had a, I'm in constant, communication with the father button he had a i can i can set up a a a sermon on the side of a hill and 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 have an outdoor amphitheater button i mean he had you know i'm a leader button you know i i make followers i have to turn people away i got so many followers button i mean there's so many different things about him because he's 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 god in the flesh he had all the buttons okay but us we don't have all those buttons. We're the base model. When you come into Christ, you're the, you know, you're the base model. But as you mature in your walk, he starts adding buttons. Okay. And so that's what this uh, show manifesting the mind of Christ is about is how to take you from being a babe in Christ, brand new to, to turn you into a superhero. You know, I mean, really, I mean, there's, there's things that you can do in Christ that the world can only dream of, but it's not normal. These things that God has given us to be able to do is not normal. It's not just common everyday things. And so because there's an element of the supernatural in in what I'm saying, that because there's an element of the supernatural in the scripture, there's also an element of kookiness because a lot of people now you have a lot of people trying to pretend that they have the buttons. You got a lot of people who are, who in the way they speak or the way they, they handle themselves. They're, they're, they're trying to pretend that they got the button, but that's not the button. That's an act. Okay. And so a lot of times as believers, because what happens is once you come into Christ, something happens in your body and in your mind and in your spirit where, where that cunning side, that, that, that super criminal side of you that used to be alive, 
and guiding all your actions before you got saved. All of a sudden, that 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 person goes away, and now you come out. Now you there, there's a part of you now that's like an innocent little child. And what do I mean by that? So a baby doesn't know that if I crawl out in the street in the middle of the highway, that that this thing approaching me is actually going to kill me. That that part they might see it coming, but the fact that it's going to kill me is not really in their mind. That's why kids run out into the streets, dive into swimming pools. Uh, they, they, you know, whatever thing that they're after, they chase a ball into the traffic. I mean, they're not, they're oblivious to the danger. So something happens once you become a believer that this, this naivete kicks in in the things of the spirit because you're unfamiliar with these things that are, that are supernatural. You're, and you're trying to to get information and grow up and mature, just like a baby in in a whole new different area of life. That because we're we come in as an innocent, um, naive baby, and are unaware of of the things of the spirit. What we do is we try to we we gravitate to people who are supposed to be more mature in the spirit and what they say we learn from what they do we do what they we try to emulate these people because they're supposed to know more and they and and if they're more experienced and they're going to help train you up the problem though is a lot of the people who we're emulating aren't actually telling the truth Remember everything I said, we got to base it on truth. Truth is where the power's at. Okay, the power is in the truth. Truth alone by itself just cuts through things. You don't have to do anything. I mean, the, the truth just reveals the lies. It's 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 amazing. Okay. And so what what happens a lot of times is we get tempted to not move into true spirituality with God, but actually move into kookiness. And so the title of the message today is um, Christians need to be super sane. Now, super sanity, this is a, a concept that God has given me. I've never heard anybody say it, but it's something I think about, something that he gave me. You know, and, and my way of looking at things, what super sanity is, is. So as a believer, I know that a lot of the stuff that God has given me to understand and know and operate in looks a little kooky. It looks a little weird, looks a little off. And so that's why, like in my messages, if you notice, I always lay a groundwork and give you a a basis for what I'm going to say before I say it. Because if I don't set the 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 table per se let's say if i don't set set it up right and give you the revelation in order first i have to lay the foundation and and relate it to things that you can relate to and then show you a similitude how, how something that i'm getting ready to tell you is similar to something that you already know and then i can 
once I've, I've grounded that there where you can relate to something that you actually know, then I can give you the revelation after I've set it up right. Because otherwise, if I don't do that, it's kind of like trying to walk into a room without opening the door first. If the door is closed and you try and walk into that room without opening the door, you're just going to bounce off the door. Nobody does that. Nobody bounces off a door intentionally. And likewise, I know that some of the things I have to say to people that God has given me to say, they couldn't receive it unless I first got the door open. And so how do you open a door? First thing you do is you grab a handle. So I grab a hold with something that God has given me to relate to, because that's what Jesus did. He always, in the parables and whatever else he taught, he he taught in a way that he 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 taught a spiritual concept that the people didn't understand by relating it to something natural that they did understand. You see, Jesus was super sane. Here he is. He's got the ability to walk in the supernatural and also in the natural at the same time. He's the bridge between the between both. Likewise, being made in his image and his likeness, we can do the same thing. But we can't do it without his anointing. We can't do it without his power, not rightly. You know, it's like the scripture says, rightly divide the word of truth. You know, we have to rightly understand things. You have to put it in the proper perspective and, and relate to it in the proper way if you're grounded in it right. You, you see what I'm saying? And so the only way to do that is to be super sane. God has given us some things to talk about to people. As believers, one of the main things you have to do is to testify, to tell them about the goodness of God, to tell them about sin and death, to tell them about heaven and hell, to tell them about um, righteousness, to tell them about, you know, all these other things. Well, sometimes somebody can't hear you because their child is, is sick or they got an ailment or something like that. And at those times, God has given us the ability to pray. And, and to speak to those things and command them to be different. And then he will back it up. Now, when he is telling you to do it, he'll back it up. Sometimes we go and try and do these things on our own. Here's a, here's a, here's a perfect example of a time where we have to be super saint. God, are you telling me to pray on this? And if you are, how are you telling me to pray? What are you telling me to say? Because every word that we say, God spoke. We talked. I talked about this last week. God spoke and said, let there be light. He spoke. As believers, uh, one of the things that you've been given in Christ is the ability to speak life. But even if even if you're an unbeliever, your words, you speak life and death. What you say, the angels and the demons, they watch over it to make it happen. And if I talk to you about angels and demons, you know, again, that's that's something that seems kooky. But I have to I have to. Uh, handle myself in such a way that you know i'm not insane i'm I'm super sane you know my decisions and the way that i handle the circumstances and things that face me the way i deal with conflict the way i deal with trauma the way i deal with with stress uh the way i deal with success strife loss gain the way i deal with things um should tell you i'm super sane even if my mouth is closed so if if, if what i'm saying is is it just is it may cause you pause but the thrust of my life you know and the way i handle myself 
tell you, nah, this cat ain't crazy. He's not crazy at all. You see? And for some reason, he just keeps moving forward. He keeps going at a higher level. He keeps rising. That's what that's what happens when you're super saint. God has given us things to say and do, but you have to do it in such a way that it brings credibility to what you're saying. Because people don't want to listen to what you have to say until they see what you do. That's very important. <clears throat> it's very important. And walking the miraculous and all, and all the things that God has given us to be able to do, that stuff is only being done through people who are being grounded in super sanity. We understand at a high level how to operate in the earth. You're supposed to got you're supposed to get good. God said, um, study to show thyself approved, a workman that need not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth study to show thyself approved get in the word study so that when you do things you show that you're approved you do things in a way that nobody else does you you make impacts that nobody else can you overcome stuff that that no one else can you stand when everyone else is falling you 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 say things that they that people may not agree with but then it comes to pass i mean these are the kind of things that come out of someone who is studying to show themselves approved your actions must show you that this person is approved i'll give you another example um the scripture says um you shall know the tree by its fruit another one uh, I would that you bear fruit and your fruit shall remain. Have you ever noticed that you don't go and look at a tree and determine what kind of tree it is by the bark or the leaves? I mean, some people do that, but the easiest way to do it is see what's growing on it. If there's apples growing on that, it's an apple tree. If there's pears growing on it, it's a pear tree. It's really simple. You look at the fruit. The fruit tells you what kind of tree it is. What's your fruit? What's the fruit coming out of your life? You have to be mindful of that. You have to be mindful of the fruit that you produce because God is going to judge you by your fruit. And see, now here's a perfect example of what I was trying to say. You take a spiritual concept and you find something in the natural that you can relate it to. And so you can give it to them based on something in the natural. I use the example of the tree and the fruit to tell you what kind of tree it is to explain to you that that's the way your life People look at your life. They look at what you do, your actions, how you affect people, how you do on your job and, and all these other things. The quality of your work. Are you a slob? Are you are you slovenly? Do you care about what you do? Is, I mean, is your name important to you? All these different things are, are, are fruit. And that's the kind of stuff people look at. Okay, so here I've taken this spiritual concept, reduced it to something in the natural that you can relate to so that I can turn it back into something to deal with the moral code. This is how we relate to the things of God. But you got a lot of people who are actually turning people away from the from the gospel, turning people away from God, because all they can do is talk in kookiness. They sound spiritual. Oh, hey there. Brother, sister, so-and-so, how you been? Listen, I love you. You know, I mean, you know, I, you know, I mean, this is just a bunch of fakeness. And, uh, you know, and they, and they, and they, and they make an impact because they, what they do is they turn people off. 
but that's not what a prophet does. A true prophet, a true prophet will say, Hey, God said this, you do that, blah blah blah. Hey, you're getting ready to do that. God said, Don't do that, and and, and then they go. And you're like, Man, who was that masked man? <laughs> you know, because that's what power is when God moves on somebody to speak, they speak. There's power there. There's not them making up something. Hey, you know, you lost your keys. You know, um, oh, so you want to know this? Well, tell me about this. And where did you grow up? And no, those are those are people trying to interview you to find something to get out of you. But when God is giving somebody to tell you something to tell you, they're not going to ask you nothing. They don't have to. God told them the answer. He gave them the answer to the test. They didn't make it up. They didn't figure it out. They just told him. It's like if I went up to you and just told you something, you didn't get the information on your own. You didn't have to figure it out and whatnot. I just told you. I gave you the answer to the test. That's what God does. So it's when when God is working with someone who's called to minister, which every believer is called to minister. When God is working on someone who he's called, he's going to tell them the answer. They don't have to figure it out or make it up or any of that other stuff. They don't have to get into any of the kookiness. They don't have to make themselves appear a certain way or something like that. People who, who, who are truly called don't really care how they appear a lot of times. They don't care what the circumstances look like and, and whatnot. You know, and 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 because God strips you, he, he strips you out of that peer pressure living the peer pressure life and all that stuff. He grounds you in truth and power that 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 transforms you and turns you out or turns you your your life out a different way than someone who grew up in the exact same house or someone who's sleeping next to you in the exact same bed. I mean, you know, when God is taking someone through some things to prepare them for ministry, what he does is he strips you from the need of approval of anyone else and he grounds you in and 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 in life in the reality of things while at the same time ushering you into the whole spiritual side of things and and the hardest part the hardest part is growing through that process without appearing like you're going crazy and that's the point of the message today. You have to be super sane. You have to be super duper sane. You have to understand, you got to know what I'm getting ready to say is going to look or make me sound like I'm crazy. So I've got to I've got to avoid the straitjacket. I've got to say it in a way that's not going to end up having someone call me to try and commit me because they do that to people. There are plenty of people who may not be crazy who are sitting behind uh, uh, in a loony bin wearing a, a white coat that ties in the back with your hands and a permanent hug. You know, you don't want to do that. You want to be super sane because you have to understand that the devil is not for you saying anything that God will have you to say. And he is real. You know, people go to horror movies and, and all kind of other stuff, and then they want to pretend like the devil isn't real. While some of those same people are saying that they're pretending he ain't real, they're, they're devil worshipers. You got a lot of witches and, and stuff, out, and warlocks and all that stuff out there. And these people love the devil because they hate God. And 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 they're going to be some of the main ones trying to get that straitjacket put on you. You got to be super sane. 
you got to understand that you're in a war that this is that this place that, that that we're operating in is it's a physical natural plane but but there's a lot of things going on here okay and so the fact of the matter is that belief in god and and belief in uh the the afterlife and all these other things that a lot of people don't want you to to do that and and they're against that and so you got to be careful you got to be careful in the way that you express yourself, you have to be grounded. You have to be grounded in the scripture. You have to be grounded in your walk with the Lord. You got to hear from him and, and, and relate to him and pray. I mean, this is, this is, this is real. There's conflict. There's a spiritual conflict. There's, there's internal turmoil going on in people. There's internal turmoil going on in you and in your life and, and in your relationships and all these other things. The, the thing that you have to hold on to, that you have to pursue, is reason through the scripture, okay? Uh, where you're grounded in the scripture to where the laws and the things that God has exposed to you through the scripture, where they're relevant to what you have to deal with in, in the life that you lead. I, I don't know if, if you're getting this, but, but the point that I'm trying to make is that as believers, you have to, we have to be cognizant and mindful that there are certain things that God has called us to do and say and believe that could, in, in some respects, make you seem a little kooky, okay? And so you want to avoid any of that, any of that over-spirituality stuff. You want to avoid uh, the things that are not, um, that don't have any power. And you want to avoid emulating people that that don't have any power. And you also want to not you want to absolutely not buy in to a lot of the things that that is being done that God doesn't appreciate. A lot of the faking of spiritual power, the pushing over of people. God didn't tell us to be a pushover. You won't find it in the scripture where he said be a pushover. If anybody can find that, put it in the chat. Send me an email, put it in the comment. Show me where God said he wants you to be a pushover and, and I'll change what I'm saying. God don't want you to be a pushover. God don't want you to pretend to be caught up in the spirit when you're not. Any of this stuff that we see, uh, and I was talking about this in the last message about Christians lying, you know, there's a lot of things that we're doing in these services that are actually driving people away from Christ. It's the faking of the speaking of tongues. It's, it's the uh, it's the church dance. It's the slain in the spirit. People being pushed over. People pretending they're being slain in the spirit. There's, there's all kinds of them. You know, hooping. I mean, now hooping is a tradition. You know, I mean, if, if Jesus didn't do it. I can't see me doing it. And 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 it's and sometimes people don't even hear what I got to say because I didn't hoop. Hey, oh, you didn't preach that day. That's somebody who's grown up in tradition. They're not going to hear the truth. Jesus wouldn't hoop for you either. You know, and it's and it's sad because there's people who don't have power. People need power. You need power to operate in your life. You need the power of God to operate in your life. You, you're going to go through trouble and turmoil and strife and things, and you're going to have to be in the fight. You're going to have to develop a level of tenacity just to overcome. You're going to have to, you know, um, I mean, it's constant. It's constant. Until you leave this earth, you're going to be in some form of trial, some form of travail, some form of, 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 of conflict and you want to make sure 
that in those circumstances that you have power. You don't want to be in those circumstances and, and just be floundering because there's something that you're doing that's adding to the situation. You don't want to add to anything bad happening in your life. Bad things are going to come. Bad things happen to good people and, and you know, stuff like that. But but you want to make sure that you're not responsible and that you're not a party to what's coming on to you. Uh, and so the, the, the thing that I'm saying is you want to pursue balance. OK, um, let me give it to you. Let me give you one more thing. So before I came to Christ, you know, I was out there, you know, I, I have to tell you, you know, I was not that that half step person, you know, in, in the flesh. I was 100 miles an hour. 100 miles an hour in the flesh, period. How am I going to get be in the flesh 100 miles an hour and then get saved and then go 25? That doesn't work. If you're 100 miles an hour in the flesh, you're a 100 mile an hour person. Well, when you get into the spirit, you got to go 100 miles an hour. And what I mean is you have to be passionate. Be passionate about studying the word of God, about praying, about talking to God, about building a relationship with him. Passionate about getting understanding. Passionate about getting uh, wisdom. Passionate about application of what you learn. Go all out. If you're if you're a half-stepper in the flesh, you still got to go all your 100% in the spirit because you, you'll still be a half-stepper, but at least you'll be offsetting your the full half-step that you do. You see what I'm saying? You got to give God everything you got. That's why he said there was one guy who had five talents. That's the person that was 100 miles an hour in the flesh. Right? Five plus five is 10. Okay? You, you know, uh, but then you got the other guy that was, that was uh, you know, had two talents. That, that person was, you know, they were out there, but they weren't that bad. Well, they're going to get in the, in the spirit. They're not going to be that bad or not, the, not that great. That's the fourth. That's the two talent brought back two talents person. And then you got that rebel that ain't going to do nothing. That's that one talent. Okay, so listen, um, that's um, that's manifesting the mind of Christ with Apostle Dwayne. Um, the church dance. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, Manifesting the Mind of Christ with Apostle Dwayne. Listen, I'll catch you uh, next time tomorrow for Just True and Right Now. And, uh, and I'll see you then. All right, thanks a lot. Thank you again for tuning into Manifesting the Mind of Christ with Apostle Dwayne. We hope that these messages are ministering to you and empowering you to make a difference in your life. Please don't forget to subscribe to our RSS feed so that you never miss a new episode. And don't forget to tell your family and friends. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you again next week.